Let me introduce you to the elements. Hey, you, I heard you shining, but I got that gold membership. I rose from the bush like Valentine's petals from an unstable family of alkaline metals. Hitting prime time like Channel 5 specials, and I never handle rocks like Palestine rebels with pebbles. The antics and antiquities and Mr. Steve's always got a trick up my sleeve. Miss, please, ancient magic of witchcraft. Skip class, and I barely just passed a young grasshopper that's trying to switch pads. She trying to get Bent like light when it hits glass Bong smoke got me blazed as hell Burning weight like them 47 J's I scale You can tell by the amazing smell And my eyes stay tight like I'm Asian Wow My man Dirty had the Buddha just to put me in the right mind Yeah You are Never die as long as we got real shows like this holding us down. Yeah. Yeah. What up, Dormit? 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 But now, to turn around and gang up on me, I have work to do. I have hundreds of clients to deal with. And just so we're clear, I don't care about any of them. They're all just a number, like wife number one and therapist number seven. Good day. Hey yo, New York City, man. It's Rory, man. WNYU. Now where are we with Pedo Oasis and Darmic X? Big up to the one called Pedo Oasis. Yes. Darmic X. Yes. You already know. NW3, NW3 Radio, 3. baby. 14, 13, 12, 11, 10, 9, 8, 7, Six, five, four, three, two, one, You're listening to NW3 Radio right here on WNYU 89.1 FM, New York. New York 89.1 FM, WNYU. Now we're worried. Now say that in Spanish, Darmic. I can't. <laughs> Yo, what's up, New York City? Back for another week. We got squeaky chairs here. Peter's favorite. Yeah, I, I love the squeaky chair. Hey, thanks to everyone. I want to start off. Thanks to everybody who listened to the new You Must Learn podcast. It's amazing. Darmic, I think we're at at least 5,000 people now. Yeah, we're somewhere in that range. Um, Shouts out to everybody who supported. Uh, been getting a lot of good feedback from the Twitter, from the internet, from the blogs. That uh, Shouts out to everybody who picked it up. Uh, Hip Hop DX, of course. And most of all, Tech and Steel. Yes, the beat miners, Drew Ha, everyone at yes. Duck Down, Noah Ha, mm-hmm. um, all that, Shuggy Ducky. Yeah, everybody over there, and and of course, shouts out to our to our third partner in the You Must Learn uh, uh, podcast. That That's would be Ev Boogie Up North Trips. Mm-hmm. Shouts to Ev, and thank you to everyone who listened. If you haven't listened yet, simply hit our SoundCloud page at SoundCloud forward slash You Must Learn. And what you'll find is the J. Rue the Damager episode, where J. Rue goes track by track through the sun rises in the east. And then you'll find the newest episode, which is Smith & Wesson, as they go track by track through The Shining, which is an awesome album. And I just want to thank everyone who supported and listened. If you haven't listened, 
check it out. At some point, we're going to play it up here, or at least part of it. I know for the J. Rue episode, Dharmic, we played the, the whole ep- episode in its entirety. Right. But that was at the beginning of me joining the show, and I didn't have much to say then. <laughs> I, I don't want to let that kind of get into our time here, man. Yeah, there's a lot to cover, as always, as always. And uh, we, we do have a guest here today. I need him to check his microphone. Give New York a hey ya. Check, check. Hey ya. What up, though? What's up, man? Dude, do you, do, okay, darn it. No, I thought that you were going to do the introduction here. All right, in the studio, that is not Yellow Wolf or some white rapper guy. They, they can't recognize the voice from oh. yelling at them on the phone? It's not. It's also not somebody from Detroit, even though he said, what up, though? What up, though? Yeah. In the studio, we have, and this kicks off, our month of music industry professionals, most importantly in the agency space, the music agents, the talent agents, who most people don't know. Uh, I think in the history of rap, there's been maybe one or two rappers who've shouted out booking agents in their raps. I know mo- most famously Rakim shouted out Kara Lewis on Paid in Full, uh, and, and there's some others. But uh, we have Jesse Kirschbaum of the new agency. Jesse and I met uh, when I was up at G Unit. Uh, we were introduced by my buddy Ice, mm. and, and since then Jesse's been doing great stuff. Jesse, say what's up to the audience. Hello, hello. Feels great to be here. I want to thank you guys so much for having me. CMJ is in the air. Feels like real raw here at NYU. It feels great. I feel like this is music. This feels like the old days, Peter Oasis, live and direct, but reinvented with a new school flavor. And shout to Dharmic X right here in the house. Now, Jesse, did you graduate from NYU? I didn't. I went to a school called University of Wisconsin in Madison, and it was like college heaven out there. Number one party school, great business program, learned the business, was out there throwing shows, throwing parties, connecting with the music industry up and comers. And uh, had a great time out there. Yeah, oh, nice. I mean, you know, you might, you shouted out CMJ, which is we're in the middle of CMJ, and, and you are wearing CMJ loud and proud on your T-shirt. Why don't you tell us about about that? CMJ used to be very important to the company right when we were starting out. We're known for like finding and developing talent, and that's kind of like how we got our chops. And so showcases. And, and, and kind of putting these artists together in the early stages and kind of like bringing them to light was something that we loved to do. So like CMJ, back in the day we did this show, I'm rocking the t-shirt, it was sponsored by Puma, me and my man Dan Weissman, he had a company called Elite Taste at the time, now he's at Rock Nation. We put together this showcase, it was the new agency Elite Taste CMJ showcase, and we had like Mike Posner, who was still at Duke University playing shows on the weekends, he was on the bill, uh, and it was just like a phenomenon. It was him, it was Big Sean, it was Theophilus London, it was Freddie Gibbs, it was uh, 2 a.m. Club, it was, um, who else did we even have on it? Uh, Camp Low, just for kicks. We put some kind of throwbacks on there. It was hosted by Jabari. Um, Brandon Hines was on it. It was just, it was unbelievable. It was this whole eclectic mix. It like defined what we thought was hip, what was cool at the time. And it was, it was great. And that's what CMJ is about is like this hodgepodge of all these different acts. I mean, I thought it was a special bill. I thought Theophilus London, that was like kind of his breakout moment with CMJ that year, but he hated the show. You know, and like he was, he fired us right after it and said he didn't belong on a showcase with Big Sean and uh, Mike Posner. So, shouts to Theophilus London. But you know what? I think, to be honest, I think it was a good look for him. And I still stand by that. 
Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I think I'd agree too, especially considering how much he rolls with Kanye and Big Sean rolls with Kanye. But uh. you know, at, at at any point when you're on the come up, you want to play as many shows as possible, and especially these kind of diverse, you know, festival kind of music festival shows and conferences. Because, you know what, people just don't listen to music the way they did in 1992. You know, you're not going to walk into the show and hear Public Enemy and, and De La Soul. And, you know, you're going to go into a show, you're going to hear an alternative band. You, you may hear, a, you know, a, a blonde-haired, blue-eyed soul singer and, you know, see an Indian guy playing a drum machine. And, and that's a show, and that makes for a good show. So... I mean, Freddie Gibbs stole the show that night. He came out, he walked on stage, took his shirt off. He was just in New York Magazine. He was like becoming this kind of press darling. And it was like that vibe. He took his shirt off. He rolled up a J. He lit it on stage. They had to shut him down while he was smoking. And then the New York Times, in true Carmonica fashion, took a picture of him with his shirt off smoking and, and with the New York Magazine. With It was like, I'm in New York Magazine today. What you know about that? What and, year is this, Kirschbaum? And that ended up in the New York Times. It probably was like four years ago. It was like when CMJ mattered a lot to me. It was those type of showcases were stressful, but they were always fun. It always felt like an event. We made T-shirts. We got Puma to give us some money to make T-shirts. It was, it was fun. I mean, Posner by himself at the time could have sold out SOBs times three, but we kind of got to style it out, and that was the beauty of something like that. And, and, and you know, how you were telling me Dharma about all the cool up and coming showcases this week. It sounds like so much happening and it just feels great to be back at, at hearing about all these kind of new up-and-coming showcases because i forgot you know i kind of want to put this shirt on to kind of bring back that magic while i'm here rocking with y'all all right one, once upon a time jesse kirschbaum when an artist played at a festival like cmj or south by southwest or north by northwest or what have you if you're an artist you're on stage you're waiting you kind of want to hear from your management that a label representative is coming up to the show and there may be a good chance that that, that label representative could bring you back to New York or, or so-and-so and give you a record deal. Fast forward, year 2014, going into 2015, you're not waiting for the big record executive to walk into the room. You're waiting for Jesse Kirschbaum. You're waiting for Peter Schwartz, who's another agent at the agency group. Yeah, Things have changed. I, the agent right now holds a lot of power and and it, it, the agencies employ more people than the record labels as as you know records aren't selling most most artists don't even you know take that chance to to go to a label and and get signed in and you know they do it on their own and and hopefully an agent will come in and be able to kind of keep the ball rolling how do you feel about that you know, I think it's more of a consistent flow as a booking agent. There's more opportunities as shows and, and to do shows. So absolutely, like, there's a more consistent stream of opportunities and, and and looks and revenue that can come from a booking agent, especially when you're starting off. But it depends on the record you make. Like, if you're Bobby Schmurder or whatever, like... Who you know the record label was able to turn him into a phenomenon, a worldwide phenomenon off of a street record and a Vine kind of dance. He was able to with with the right push from a label go you know top ten on the pop charts. So it, it, on I the pop charts, Jesse. Yeah. All right. Now, now let's look at the, at the history of one hit wonders. Who while they're on top, 
they take money from all sorts of uh, janky club promoters in the South and strip club promoters. I've had this conversation up here before with, with many people. Um, you have these artists who aren't developing themselves. They're not touring. They're not on the college dates. They go for the biggest plays possible. They have inexperienced managers who are pushing them to do the $60,000 gig at Club uh, club Strip, you know, in, in Ronkonkoma. You know, and, and then once that, that song's over, you know, you can't find work. You know, it, it's true. I think that, like, there's something to building the foundation and doing it through shows. Um, I think that the show market and the touring market gets a little saturated, especially now where everybody's kind of figured out that shows are the main ingredient. So, you know, everybody's out there, especially in the fall touring. But I, I definitely think that, like, having great team and and great people that can bring opportunities from shows to brand deals to being able to understand how to scour the internet and create new opportunities through all these tech companies and platforms is super super important to up and coming acts and it can really make the difference in in long term versus like you know firing flash in the pan heat rocks like you know and and there's i think there's good to all that it's just a question of how you parlay it Right. Uh, this is WNYU 89.1 FM. I'm Peter Oasis with Dharmic X and W3 Radio. Thank you, New York City, for listening. We have Jesse Kirschbaum, who is a booking agent, music booking agent with the new agency. He reps New York City as well. And thank you for listening. <laughs> All that station ID aside, I, it feels like nowadays, it used to be a time when you would go do shows to promote your album like you would be going on the road to promote an album now it seems like you're releasing music to promote your show to promote getting out there because that's the easiest stream of revenue for for an artist i I mean i think it's it's case by case but it probably makes more sense depending on the artist that's up and coming to be putting out content to support shows um but granted, if you're putting out a body of work or an album, uh, you want to tour that too. So I think you got to look at both scenarios for what they are. Um, but definitely, it's about releasing content and doing shows. So you, however that ends up working out, um, you know, there's different formulas there, uh, and you got to kind of test and learn. But it's got to be both, you know. And I think that both help the other, and, and, and one hand washes the other, and both hand wash the face in that scenario. Now, going back a little bit, Peter briefly mentioned this uh, introduction you two had when Peter was at G-Unit. What were you up to at the time? At the time, I was running, uh, I think I was just starting this firm, or might have even been before, where I was working in another talent agency that was boutique. And again, I was out there, I was finding talent, I was pounding the pavement, and I was trying to add value to the artists that I was working with. Um, so I'd signed, I was like 23, and I'd signed a group called The Clips, um, and, and you know, they were the first group that I ever worked with exclusively, and they had a, uh, a song called Grindin', and they were on a little street tour. Might, might have heard of the song called Grindin'. And the tour was a mess, and we came in there, and we re- rebuilt the tour, and the record started to really take off up the charts, and the Neptunes were just kind of impacting, and from there we were able to take the Grindin' street tour and turn uh, get them on tour with Nelly on an arena tour, and then get them on tour with Jay-Z all throughout Europe, and meanwhile, at that time 50 cent was on the rise and 
Ice and Mike Lighty were building 50 Cent's situation, and he was just this phenomenon in New York. And at that time, um, 50 Cent was going on a college tour, and he took the clips as his opening act. So that's how I first got initiated or introduced to 50 and to Ice. And then Ice went on to leave Violator, which was 50 Cent's management company at the time, to start a spin-off talent agency directly with 50 called A-List. And Peter was working with A-List because Peter was this really cool up-and-coming or really cool promoter for like hip-hop culture. And he had a company called Live and Direct. Mm-hmm. And while he was doing these amazing shows and breaking all of these artists and being like the bringing the legends and giving him the platform to perform at, he was also working quietly with 50's whole camp to kind of build out like live strategy for him. And so we had a relationship. I was working with artists. I was booking shows. I was putting on tours. I was doing a lot of endorsements. I was kind of exploring the tech world and and peter was like building out festivals for 50 and 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 all that broadway shows and yeah being in a real kind of producer promoter impresario which uh, i loved about him i thought it was very creative i went to his beat nut show um that he put on on an off-broadway setup and i was like this is exactly what like there's a lane for this there's a lane to take this amazing music and create these new avenues yeah they they, uh for those who don't know in in the concert business the agents and the concert promoters are very close Uh, most agents and most concert promoters could live and survive in a music industry environment where they hardly know anybody at the record labels You, you don't need to necessarily mm. and in fact as a concert promoter it could be kind of a distraction the more people you know the more people you have to let in for free so that's what i've i've, I've learned over the years and i've learned that you don't really need to know the people the label now as, as my situations changed uh, from a promoter to to a manager you know now I, I have to know the people up at the labels and you know you deal with them but before you don't and and you probably don't have to i and now what you find and, and what I find as a manager and, and as a promoter is that you're dealing more with brands and, and, and people that create stuff that want to bring in artists to, um, to in- endorse their brand and to play their shows. And, and Jesse and the new agency, that's what they do. Can, can you explain to our audience in what capacity you work with, with different brands? And I don't know if you could name some of the brands that you're currently working with. Sure. Yeah. I mean, we've kind of morphed our business model. There was a time where we were just a booking agency and, and really we were doing so much more for the artists that we were working with and we were finding them so early and developing them. And I just felt like there was a lot more creativity that we could lend to uh, artist careers and to what we wanted to do with what our business was. So we morphed the company and we kind of pivoted our business model to be more of a creative music agency agency and now we're working with brands to create properties that we own that we use our artist relationships and our brand relationships to fuel so like one of the properties that we produce ourselves which is so fun because we get to stand in the producer role is crown and there we're selling tickets we're working actually to say the record labels are wonderful to work with on a property like this they get it they want it it helps their records go number one you know we put out we did Rick Ross the first day the the on on the day of his album release and he outsold Pharrell we did um, a crown with Schoolboy Q the day of his album release and he outsold um, uh, Kid Cudi um, you know we did Futures the day of his album release in Atlanta we did a crown with him and and he outsold Iggy Azalea you know these so I, I feel like because this content becomes so viral that it's really able to impact 
their sales, which is exciting for us. And so that's like one of the properties that we rep. And it's just Elliot Wilson is this very credible hip hop journalist that can get the best out of these artists. And it becomes like live therapy on stage for these artists where they can really talk to a trusted source in front of their fans. We sell tickets, we put this thing up, and then we shoot the whole thing with a five camera set. And it becomes this really viral, um, like, catalog of content that we've just now amassed we've done 14 our next ones with ti next tuesday um and then we have a real slew of of a couple more to finish out the year strong um so this is our it's 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 one of the properties that we've built and we've had great sponsors this one sponsored by footlocker the last three were sponsored by vitamin water so working with brands has its challenges but of course and you know before that was with myspace uh but it also gives you a lot more ammunition and a lot more gasoline to kind of fuel uh, the properties, and that's just one of our clients. I mean, we're working with a, with a whole slew of different brands. Uh, sometimes it's just facilitating what they want. Sometimes it's launching our own properties that we partner with them on. Um, you know, from our Flash Forward Awards to Sound Control uh, to to the stuff that we're doing with Mountain Dew and the Skate Tour, the Dew Skate Tour that they air on NBC, um, and to the stuff that we've been building out with Sour Patch Kids, which I don't want to talk too much on, but I'm sure you're starting to hear a little bit more about the. Patch, which is uh, Sour Patch Kids' um, really special initiative with emerging artists that they've built out. I take it that's not the nicotine patch that I probably need. <laughs> no, it's, it's no. called the Brooklyn Patch. I mean, there's a hashtag out there, but there's not really much to say about it because it's still very, very under the radar. But we're working with exciting emerging brands that get it and that want to support music and that want to support culture. And, you know, it's it's a challenge, and you got to be able to jump through all the legal hurdles of massive corporations. But if you understand it and you approach it from that perspective, I think it's a great way to help launch artists and and connect big brands and culture and so we love doing it and it's been a lot of fun and i think it really fuels it's a, a symbiotic relationship where everybody wins it sounds right. fun but you know what and what's really fun when we're up here and we could give away something to our our loyal listeners and from what i understand jesse said jesse said he did say he did say that he has two tickets to the next crown event with T.I.? With T.I. Yeah. With T.I. Now, how do you want to do this, Jesse? We usually we usually ask a question and then we have people call in. I'd love to see these phone lines ring. I mean, there's 100,000 listeners out here. We're live on the radio. This thing's going to air on SoundCloud. Jesse Kirschbaum of the new agency has a gift for you guys. Darmic, what is the question? All right, you're going to name the hometown of the clips. No, that's too easy. That's too way easy. too easy. All right, you you're going to name the two members of the clips. Oh, wow. If you want to be even easier? All right. You're going to Are we name going with their new names or their old names? Only one of them has a new name. That's fair enough. Okay, guys. The first caller who calls in and tells us what happened at SOB's last night and what popular rapper got yoked off the stage is going to win Two tickets to see T.I. with Elliot Wilson, and that's something that's produced by a new agency. Jesse Kirschbaum is our guest, and he is the boss over there. Darmic, how do people call up and tell us? Yes, the number is 212-998-1818. Again, for those that missed that. 212 so- to phrase the question, who was the rapper that 
got attacked while on stage last night at SOBs. On a Tuesday. On a Tuesday. Uh, uh, it was on, it was on a Tuesday. dropping hints. Wait, wait, wait. Before you call, caller, you must turn down your radio and you can't curse NW3 radio. What's up? Who, who are you and where are you calling from, brother? Hello. Hey, what's up? What's up? Hello? Yep, you're on air. Oh, okay. It's lit. It was Troy Ave last night. Troy Ave? Uh, I'm... Uh, that that's wrong. Troy Ave was was not beat up last night. Whoa. At a club on a Tuesday. Sorry. Uh, caller, you on there? Yo, what's going on? I just saw the uh, I just saw the tweet from Darmic. What What's your name? Where you calling from, brother? And remember not to curse. Azim from Brooklyn. Azim, what up, man? Where you Where you at in Brooklyn? Bed right by Marcy. Ah, uh, what's up, yo? Shouts to everybody in Bed Stuy, everybody on Tompkins, Troop, Hart, all that. What up? So, yep, I'm on, I'm on Hart. <laughs> ah, see. So the, so the question is, who was the rapper who got beat up last night on at a SOBs? Tuesday? Oh, there was a rapper who got beat up last night at SOBs. Now you know. <laughs> on a Tuesday. Come on, we're giving hints, man. Well, well, I, I, I could imagine that you're Hold on, on a Tuesday. Does that mean that uh, what's his name? That's Drake's dude. Uh, I, I love McConan. I love McConan. Yeah, that's that's right. Last night in New York City, I love McConan was allegedly. Well, I don't know. There's a video it's, that surfaced. Uh, we we can get into details of this, uh, you know, in in a bit. But he was attacked at SOBs. This did happen. He he was he was attacked and. Uh, yeah, that, that happened. It, w- it wasn't his show. But uh, shouts to you, Azim. And, uh... Azim, Azim, Azim. Okay. You won two tickets. You're going to see The Crown Show with T.I. Yo, Jesse Kirschbaum, say what's up to Azim. Azim, congratulations, man. Wow, you know your stuff out there. I, w- I didn't even know about that one. Thank you very much. I mean, you guys you guys were very, very nice to me. <laughs> All right, yeah, it's good to hear from you. Yeah, while you're out there, go say what's up to my homie over at Rocco's Pizza down on DeKalb and uh, Tompkins, all right? All right, no doubt. I'll check it out. And we'll see you on Tuesday, right? Gramercy Theater. Yeah, you're going to tweet at DharmicX. That's at D-H-A-R-M-I-C-X, and you got the tickets. Thank you, brother. Have a good evening. Thank you very much. Have a good night. All right, you're welcome. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you to Jesse Kirschbaum for, for the tickets, brother. That's great. This is fun. Hey, we're, we're dropping trivia and knowledge out there. Uh, you're not single, or else we'll get some women to call you up. <laughs> you can get me in <laughs> trouble here. <laughs> last week, we was that last week where, where that happened with, with Emily? That uh, was last week. Well, last week, uh, Jesse, we have a, a co-host who comes a couple times a month. Her name is Emily Oberg. She's uh, with one of these uh, online um, networks, and she's a host. And um, we had her on the air. Caller calls up. And we set up a contest to go on a date with her. The phone rang. The phone rang. This guy calls up. He goes, Emily, I want to take you to the movies. <laughs> and the best part is he was from New Canaan, Connecticut. Yeah, shout to New Canaan. Is someone calling, Darman? No, no, no. I just forgot to turn off the we speaker. We got to start filming up here. This is good <laughs> content. No, no. Not yet, man. I'm serious. We can't brand it either, man. We're in a non-profit radio here. WNYU. Yeah, education, educational radio. Do you do you uh, want to get into the, the whole thing? Well, I think we're going to save that for, save for that the for closing. The I, I don't want to cut okay, into Jesse's okay. time. Fair enough. Yo, fair Jesse, enough. I want to thank you for the tickets. My pleasure. It's, it know. means a lot to us, you know, because most of our guests come up here and they don't give anything to our listeners. 
I, I'm I'm happy to support. Look, we we saw each other at your show for party supplies at the Sonos uh, studio in New York, and and we all met, and and it was like this show was happening, and we were talking. And I didn't really know that that much about it. You'd mentioned it to me at Summit Series a couple weeks before, and and I'd been excited to hear about it. And it's great to see that like this is the emerging hip hop scene. It's great to see like that there is still college radio going on it's still kicking like during cmj to be at w nyu at a like emerging hip-hop showcase we got rappers about to rap from people flying in from chicago songs that you like like this thing is a passion project i know but it actually i think is important for the culture so i'm happy to support it and i'm honored that you'd have me down there and i'm, I'm down to tell stories and 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 shoot and, the, you and shoot the you know what you know what you know what